When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like, Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. Welcome to Real Jam Radio. I'm Danny Lurie, your host, and so happy to have you with us for this episode. This is the continuation of an annual tradition, which I've really enjoyed with my friend Arturo Galetti of Basketball Numbers. What we do is we go through the over-unders in not painful detail, let's call it glorious detail, and it, it's such a big undertaking for us that it is always a two-podcast thing, so this will be the Eastern Conference. So this will have the explanation because it's the one that we did first, it's the one that's coming out first, and so we go through each team in detail how many games they won last year, a couple of different models he has, and you know if you want to do that, and for the teams where it's relevant, division odds, conference odds, title odds, MVP, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, uh, one of my favorite conversations, the East version runs about an hour 35, and you know the West one will be out probably next week, and this episode is sponsored by Blue Apron, the fantastic food delivery service. You can try it out at blueapron.com slash realgm, and you can get three meals for free, including free shipping. And as I said, this conversation is about an hour and a half. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for coming on. Nice to be on, Danny. I think this is, what, our third, fourth, fifth year? I think this is four, but it might be three. Well, either, either way, it's it's been a lot of fun. And it, it, the best way to start this is really for you to give a quick explanation before we get into this, just to, so people know terms and a little bit of methodology. Okay, so so Danny and I, uh, every year we, we go look at the, the Vegas win totals or the uh, the posted win totals for each NBA team. These are, uh, let's let's call them uh, sports enthusiasts who put this up for their amusement. Not really, like they're they're online. And so what you get is you get a win total generally within a certain range. I actually was really nice, and I went and looked for low totals for the over bet and high total for the uh, under bet. And that means, like, so if you're looking at the first team we're going to look at, which is the Sixers, you'll get a 24.5 for the Sixers if you want to go over or a 26.5 if you want to go under. That means you think they're going to win either more games or less games. For reference, Danielle will be talking about, you know, we've got the title odds. We've got the conference odds. We've got the vision odds. We went out and got projections from Nylon Kalkos, which did really, really well last year. They, they did really well versus Vegas. I went out and uh, did a, a couple different sets to give uh, Danny and I an idea what we're talking about. And just for reference, uh, Danny and I, in the bets we really liked last year, and, and I kept score, we both did about 70%, which 70% is pretty good. Now, there were bot models, and we included some of those. They did slightly better, but like generally... We tend to do pretty well. I mean, we spend a lot of time on it, Danny. I would expect we would do well, right? That would certainly be the hope. Yes. <laughs> if we don't, then we're in the wrong. We're on the wrong line of business, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, and, okay. and that's what. Yeah. So you want to start with the Sixers? Yeah, I want to say uh, slight uh, rule change from last year. So I, I've got I've, I've got it. So we can go over under, right? And we can. You're going to need to tell me whether you, whether you want to play it or fade it, right? So if you look, I think this team is going to go over the win total, but I don't like it. We're going to fade it. Yeah. If you think, no, no, I really love it, we're going to play it. And you need to give me both those two, and I'm going to keep track of those two. And then 
we can come back to it at like at like later in the season. Yeah, and, and for and for those of you who who like accountability, something Arturo and I started doing last year is that we once we have a good idea of this, usually it's after the All Star break, but before the end of the season, we will do a podcast where we go through and say what it was, what we said, and all that because it's a lot better to do it at the time because that's when it's fresh and everything else like that. So if you care about accountability and you want predictions that do that, we at least I don't put my money where my mouth is, but I'm absolutely willing to put my reputation where my mouth is i do put my money where my mouth is so like like when you know you know for my i, I have people in vegas who, i probably should but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's start obviously uh and the way this is going to go is we're going to start with the east and we're going to go to the west and we start it with the we're going to go by uh in order of ascending win, win totals so for i believe for i believe these are the first thing we've done every single year which is the philadelphia 76ers yeah, so, uh, so so the Sixers won 10 games last year, and right. so if you wanted to bet the over, you could do it at 24.5, and, and if you wanted to bet the under, you could do it at 26.5. And and granted, you, you you need to shop to get these, but yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the right uh, call. It's, it's really, really interesting. One thing, the Vegas lines have gotten sharper, so the models we're looking at, so a couple things. One, the Sixers weren't trying to win basketball games last year. Do, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Actually, my feeling on that team was always like they would, they would, they were one of these teams that was like they were competitive in a lot of these games. Like we know that that Warriors game, they were really competitive. But like you know, they did certain things. They played fast. They 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 put in certain guys that really shouldn't be on a basketball court, and they would figure out a way to lose the game uh, by the end. So they were actually a pretty fun league pass team. I don't know if you if you felt the same way. I did in the early part of the season, then I just got so frustrated late, like when Jaleel Okafor wasn't playing, that that changed around, and Noel missed some time as well. But one of the big changes with them is that they should get a lot closer to 48 minutes of actual NBA players now, and that is a, a massive change for this team. Well, there's a couple things at play here with this team. One, the plan, right? The the, the process is is gone, and, and now we've got a Colangelo in charge. And I do think that they're going to be a lot more win now. So I do think that like uh, their coach, who's a very good coach, is going to like do things. He's going to probably play slower. He's going to play shorter rotations. I think he'll play like they'll sign some like more like NBA level players, like instead of like young guys. And I think that'll make a difference. I mean, I think like it's not that hard to win 26 NBA games, which is kind of what we're thinking. And I, I you know, uh, my projection, the possible Knight and Kotko's projection both like it. And I think, you know, why break the streak? I always pick the over for them. And I think I, I'm going to stick with the over. And here's the thing. I, I think that Embiid could be something. I think that uh, Ben Simmons could be something. I do think that they need to trade somebody, right? Yeah, and that's like that's actually trading somebody is the reason why uh, this. So the, I'll tell you right now what I would do is I would do under and I would fade it. And the reason why is because it is very unlikely that they would if they make a trade, and that would probably be Nerlens Noel or Julio Okafor, that they would get somebody who provides more present value. Like that's just not really what the Sixers are doing. It's not what they're prioritizing. It's not what they care about. I mean, it's not. But remember, it's it's Colangelo. So that's I do true. think that like it's, it's more it's I, more I of an option pressure. than it ever was. I think there's pressure on this team from the league to win, right? I think there's pressure coming from the league, which is uh, which is why I think they 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 they, they moved away from uh, from from their old GM, and which is why I think that like they made the changes that they did. I think it's the league is saying, look, you, you need to be competitive, and you need to like win now, and and I don't think like win now is necessarily win forty games. I do think it's like twenty six, twenty seven is is probably a fair number, particularly in the East. So I actually think. And again, because I'm getting a 24 and a half number, I think I'm going to go over and I'm going to play it. 
and you're going to go under and you're going to fade it, right? Yep, that's right. I, here's the thing. I see where you're coming from. I just, I mean, again, I keep hoping. I do think that, like, I mean, I think Embiid could be, like, from what I've seen, the, the video, right? So the, the video um, is, is, is kind of impressive. I do think that, like, yeah, they'll move somebody and they'll get something that'll be usable back. Because I think that the thing is the trade partners that, like, so, so who are they trading with? The Celtics? The, the clip? Who are they trading with? It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to really know. I think it'd be whoever had a center that got hurt. Maybe the Suns? Like, the, those? Um, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, like, here's the thing. Well, actually, ooh, that, that's interesting. What if they could get Eric Bledsoe? That would be interesting. Or if they could get Brandon, Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight or Eric Bledsoe. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm still a huge Eric Bledsoe fan. So am I. I, I, still, I, I still think Eric, like, the, the best uh, defensive team against, point, against guards that I have a record in the last 30 years is that Clippers team with him and Chris Paul. So, I mean, like, Eric Bledsoe, like, would be a really good get. For, like, he'd be miles better than anything they've had in the last five years in terms of defending guards. Yeah, so, I agree. With you. I think anything, anything else that you that you like about like the Sixers or I, I rookie so, of the year Ben Simmons. I I would bet if you could bet this, I would bet a fair amount of money that the rookie of the year will come from the Sixers. But I think there's a real chance. I don't know if they have odds on Embiid getting it, but there's a possibility of that as well. Because what's so weird about Simmons and Rookie of the Year is that his counting stats might not be awesome. You know, he'll have the ball in his hands a lot. It, it looks like they're going to start Bayless at the one, so that means they're running the offense through him. But, you know, I don't think his scoring numbers are going to be ridiculous. His rebounding numbers could be good. They might not be amazing. But this class just doesn't have that many guys who are going to get minutes. Like, Buddy Heald is probably going to be the other guy who gets a lot of minutes, but he's not really a clear-cut rookie of the year guy either except that it's a weak group in terms of playing time i'm seeing y'all and being a 10 to 1 oof that's a little bit too rich though because there's so much injury risk so yeah i don't what's what simmons at right now ten to, uh ben simmons is two to one okay i i think i just wouldn't touch that at all i i, I like that i i like and being a 10 to 1 i think that's really interesting i, I, like, I consider like, throwing a small amount on it just for my own love and amusement I think if Joel Embiid plays 1,500 minutes, that's like a really, like, that's a really low. If he actually plays the full season, that's an extremely low number for what I think he is. I mean, they have to clear some space for him. But, like, I think he's just going to, like, put some posters on some people, which, ooh. I'm going to say, like, I, I want to say I like Embiid at, like, I like Embiid at 10 to 1. I like Embiid. I, I think that's a... What about what about Sarek? Mm. Yeah, so I like Darius Arch a lot. He, he, you know, he might start. He might come off the bench depending on how they want to use Covington and Gerald Henderson and all that. But Sarich, I don't think, considering the developmental priorities, he probably won't get either the minutes or the or like the ball handling that Simmons does. But yeah, there's a possibility because I think there's a very real chance he's better than Simmons this year. So you never do you really like, know. Do you like this roster for the next five years? Better than the Lakers roster for the next five years? Absolutely, because D'Angelo yeah. Russell does have a lot of potential. I, I like him as a basketball player a lot, but the Sixers just have so many more bites at the apple. You know, if Embiid could be special, Simmons could be special. It's still a possibility with Nerlens, Dario Saric. They have more draft assets because they have their own pick. They could have the Lakers pick this year. You know, like all that kind of stuff factors in. They also have the Kings ping pong balls. I don't think that's going to matter, but you never know. It could. Yeah, that, I think that's. Uh, I agree with you. It's the process. I do think that like it's it actually worked. I mean, they've got guys, a bunch of guys who I think they 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 can turn into one or possibly two superstars. I mean, like well, and imagine like, imagine if they hadn't fallen in the draft below their you know below their thing a couple years. Like if they had gotten town, well, towns. I think Minnesota had a worse record. But like if well, they had gotten it, any of those guys, they, they'd be even closer. 
there had been some sort of like weird deal where like Cleveland got all the draft picks. <laughs> yeah, where Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland getting Wiggins. You're right. That's another example of it. And it's yeah. Although, although I'm I'm not the biggest Wiggins fan in the world. Neither but, like, am I. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, it's it's. But yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, I, I hear the thing. I, I like that the, the the Sixers. No, so the Sixers. We were talking about this before. Sixers are five. Well, they're they're 151 to win the Atlantic. What do you think of that? No, there are two good teams in this division that are are going to be there. So then you're you're making a bet that they're going to be a 50 to 55 win team, if not even better. Yeah, than that. I I don't think that's realistic. Like they could get to. 40. I, I don't think there's. Yeah, if Boston, let's I don't say think Boston any... hadn't gotten Horford, maybe 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 you throw a couple. Not, not bucks even, on it. but like, yeah. The, the thing is, like you know, the, those two teams that that Boston team and that Toronto team, like I don't think there's any way they can win less than four. Like having both of them not win at least forty five games is is, is is kind of insane. Now, like here's the thing: like it would it would take the it would take basically uh, you know Joel and B being Tim Duncan and Ben Simmons being LeBron for them to like win that division. And I don't think that's a hundred and fifty to one bet. Agreed. Right. Okay. It's fun. If it was five hundred to one, I'd think about it. Yeah, if it was five hundred to one, I'd think about it. And so that ties us in with Brooklyn. Brooklyn last Brooklyn. year. Brooklyn won twenty one games last season. If you wanted to go over, you could get twenty and a half. If you wanted to go under, you could get twenty one and a half. It, this is basically Vegas. This is the equivalent of like in a football like when they give you a four point line on a on a football game, which is they which is Vegas is just going like, uh, uh we don't yeah, whatever. Um, man, that, that is both the models that we're looking, all the models we're looking at, I think that like, that's a low number for them. We've got, I'm looking at 27s and uh, like lowest number I have is like 23 for them, man. But uh, I mean, I like Lynn. I've always been a Lynn fan, right? Who else do they have on that roster that's an actual NBA player? Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Brooke Lopez, Grievous Vasquez is better than all their point guards last year. Scola. Scola and Booker, you know, they're they're not amazing, but they're certainly not terrible. Randy Foy is all right. You know, one of the big differences with this team and some of the others is that they don't really have these terrible young players that they're going to be giving a ton of minutes to. It's more like mediocre older guys. And when I think of yeah. abysmal teams, I think of terrible young guys, you know, kind of like that Lakers team last year, although they had some bad old guys too. There's two things at play. One, that you mentioned, which is basically it, it's an audition for guys to get a better job or a better contract, right? So these guys are going to be playing hard. I think the other thing is like they don't own any of they don't own any other draft picks. So like there's no incentive for this team to tank. So that said, man, I like the over for this team. Like I, I do think that like this team wasn't bad last year in terms of like there there's a dearth of talent, but it's only like twenty. You know, I only need them to win twenty one games, right? And I, and I think in the East. Man, I I don't I just don't see any way where like you wouldn't take it. So I I would say over and I would play it. Yeah, I would take the over and I would play it and I would be stressed out until they got that 20 until they got that 21st win. You know, it's one of those that you bet it because it's the right call and you feel uncomfortable about it. But But we you watched Lynn on the you watched Lynn on the Hornets last year. Lynn was good. Lynn was still good on the Hornets. He absolutely. He he was good and and what you also have to compare it to is that last year was a disaster for the Nets. Like, it's not like them winning the same number of games. Like, we'll talk about it with some other teams where that would be an accomplishment. With them winning the same number of games, you know, Lopez missed time. He didn't miss a ton. I think he missed 10 games. But it's it's just a, a I think it's a, a very negative number for them. The other thing that you have to consider is the possibility that they trade Brook Lopez during the season, and they probably would be getting less present assets. But even then, you know, as long as guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson can play, Booker Scola, you know, like I, I, they're not great. But as as long as they can play, 
I think they should be enough. And also one thing to remember is that while there aren't as many nominally terrible teams in the league at the start, there will be teams that fall apart and then tank. And as long as they happen to face the Nets, that'll give the Nets some cheapy wins because they're going to try because they have no other, they have nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, like, the floor on wins on the NBA is, like, nine wins, which is kind of like what the Sixers almost did. But, like, the trick with them is, as I said, I mean, like, I, I kind of think that Lynn Lopez pick and roll could be could be fun. Yeah. Right? They're, 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 I, I could easily, they're gonna, see, they're I could easily see them winning 30. I don't expect it, but they could. And when, it, when you think a team can win 10 more than they're under, you probably should bet the over. We know, we know that, we know that, like, if there's any, if there's any life in this team, like, but Brooklyn will love the hell out of uh, out of Lynn, right? Oh, absolutely, and and it'll be so much better than what they had, and that's that's also important. But I will note that even though the numbers are insane, I couldn't touch any of their, you know, best case scenario, the conference, the no. title, and all that, because you you just you're just throwing money away at that point because they're playing a strong division, they play in a strong conference, and they have no assets to get a lot better. So it's not like they can all of a sudden they can make this game changing trade to get them up there. Well, I mean, there's a reason why their division odds are 500 to one, whereas like the the, the Philly is 150 to one because there is a set of circumstances that could put Philadelphia in play for their division. It's, it's a far-fetched set of circumstances. I just, I just don't think there's any set of circumstances that could put like Brooklyn in play for their division. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, we, there isn't anybody no, we don't, there's, there isn't anybody on this team that could be Rookie of the Year. So. Before we move on to the next team, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Blue Apron. It is a fantastic food delivery service that I have really grown to love as a highlight of my week. And For example, the last meal I made was lemon dill salmon burgers with buttered corn on the cob. I've made fish before and made seafood more with Blue Apron than probably the rest of my life, but salmon burgers was a, a different challenge, and I really enjoyed it and was... It was kind of in line working with some of the things that I've already learned. The quality of the ingredients is absolutely top-notch, especially if you like seafood, because they work with Seafood Watch, which is through the Monterey Bay Aquarium, to make sure that it fits those standards. And everything is great. That had a buttered corn on the cob, also had potato wedges, and some great squash dishes recently. And so you work with all that, and it's high-quality ingredients, an amazing way to build cooking confidence if that's something that's important to you. And if what's really important to you is eating good food, you can certainly do that as well. I mean, I've enjoyed almost all the meals. They've been they've been absolutely excellent. And what I've been impressed with is that whether, you know, whether it pops off the menu or not, it's really good. Some of the things that surprised me the most were some of the biggest highlights that I've had in the whole Boyfriend time, and that is a testament to their ability to get quality ingredients and to do really good recipes and to to be able to have that kind of pop with somebody who doesn't have a ton of cooking experience shows you just the amazing ability that they have. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can go to blueapron.com slash real GM and you can get three meals for free and that includes free shipping. So it is a great way to try it out. Hopefully you love it as much as I do. I fully expect that you will. And then you can move on from there. So it's blueapron.com slash real GM. Now back to the conversation and the New York Knicks. So New York Knicks won. Oh, you should have. You should have. Oh, you burned my intro. I was going to say we're going to talk about the the, the, the the East New Super Team now. Oh, Jesus. So so the Knicks won 32 games last year, made a whole bunch of new additions. If you wanted to go over, you could get 38 and a half. If you wanted to go under, you could get 40 and a half. Wow. And, and, and knowing our, knowing Knicks fans, like if you're listening, this is today is September 29th. I would bet that that number is going to go up before the end of the season. So I, uh, before the end of the offseason. 
Yeah, toward the end of the offseason, like the, the Knicks under is always, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> What's to say about this team? Well, they, they did improve their coach, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they improved their coach and they improved their talent level. So here's what I'll say about the Knicks. Their best case scenario is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have these, they have talented players. They have guys who can help give them, you know, a little bit more on defense. They have more capable creators than they've had in the recent past with Derrick Rose and Brandon Jennings. Like they're a team that at full strength gets good point guard play for 48 minutes. Not great it's, point guard play at all, but good point guard play ooh. in that is way. Their best case, is their best case scenario feature, does the best case scenario feature Brandon Jennings or Derrick Rose? Depends on what Derrick Rose we get. If he's as terrible on defense as he was last year, you know, basically kind of when he's been recovering than that. But if he ha- if he can get closer, you know, not obviously he's not going to get to what he was as an MVP. Derrick Rose has been the, the per minute has been the worst regular player in the NBA for the last three years. Yeah, your your numbers hate Derrick Rose. Well, no, but I'm not the only. I mean, like you can yeah, look at yeah, this like, yeah, like RPM RPM hates like, him too. Like, yeah, every 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 set of numbers kind of hates what he. It just it, and it, it's not that he he wasn't talented. It's just he's not that guy anymore. And I mean, I, I don't even. I mean, again, I've always kind of figured that I don't necessarily think New York got him because they thought he was playing. They maybe got him more as an expiring contract. And it's it kind of you know they got him. He might not play because of the whole. I'm not going to get into that, but the whole scandal thing. And they've also got his backup like sitting. On the bench, a guy who arguably per minute might be a better fit for this roster. But and, who's and also ben. recovering from his own Achilles injury, and they don't have a third-string point guard. They spent they spent all their backup roster spots on centers, which is super weird when they have Porzingis, who they're not going to play at center. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I, I think they could, I think you know, I agree with like you can always you can always find a, a guard will always come available. Like That's a third true. But they could, find kept, some... they could have kept Langston Galloway for nothing. Like they, they had match rights on him. So that was that was yeah that was not a, that was not a great. I liked Langston Galloway. I didn't like that trade. Again, there here's a, now we're getting into like the real stuff. Like the Knicks' fortunes to me depend on the health of one player, and it's not Derrick Rose. Can you can you can you who do you think I who do you think I'm thinking of? Porzingis could be Melo. No. who? No 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 Noah. Yeah oh yeah he makes a big difference for them because he's their best defender. But, like, Noah was a top 10 player in the league for a good five years. Now, his legs just completely deserted him. Like, he's had, like, basically, Thibodeau rode him into, like, just made him, like, lame, so he couldn't walk anymore. He's got plantar fasciitis for the last few years. So if, if Noah is healthy and they can get, like, he can get close to 80 or 90% of what he was, then this is actually, like, that team is a team that could make the playoffs and, like, be interesting. That and, like, you know, obviously Melo has to sustain a level that I don't know that he necessarily can sustain. Brandon Jennings has to be healthy or, I mean, I don't, I don't, at this point I'm not, I'm not going to trust Derek Rose. There's a reason why I call him general soreness. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't expect him to get anything. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple things. I just think that there's too much noise. It's the Knicks. I kind of feel like, under 40 and a half is, is, is pretty safe. And although, and I'll, and I'll make a note, I would probably wait because I do think it's going to wind up in like 42. It's going to wind up in the 41, 42 range. So I would, I would, I would, I, I would play it at 40 and a half, but I would wait till it goes a little, a little further up. I would probably just play the under now. And there's a, well, there is a possibility they go over. This isn't one of those sure bet. One of those just hammer it. One of those circumstances. Cause I can see a way that they outperform it. However, I want to walk people through their first nine games. At Cleveland, hosting Memphis, at Detroit, hosting Houston, at Chicago, hosting Utah, hosting Brooklyn, 
at Boston, at Toronto. That's how yeah, you start okay. the season. They're probably going to go three and six, maybe, maybe you know, plus or minus a game, maybe two games there. It's like that's tough. Like if you start it that way, and that's why you were talking about, you know, before why I want to make the distinction of before the season it might go up because I don't know how if they do over unders throughout the season. Like you would know that better, but it, it there I think their stock is just going to drop during that time because they just play well, a lot of good teams. They'll leave the title odds open. We'll do the over unders. Like I'm saying, like before. The, like opening tip, like typically that 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 Knicks number ter- tends to drift off. Yeah, if, it, 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 if it, I'd feel a lot better if it was two point if it was two wins higher. Like I'd feel a no, lot I mean, better, I think, but still good. To, to put it in perspective, like right now it's like uh, the uh, Nylon Cock is at thirty seven. My models have it like thirty twenty five and thirty. I, I think it's a it's a fairly safe. I'm just saying that like there's there's a good opportunity that you're probably going to get this number higher because New York fans New York fans tend to get excited and bet these bet this up right. Um, do we like anybody on? We don't like anybody here for MVP or Rookie of the Year. So I think is, and I don't like the division odds at all. For them. No, I don't that, like, when when you have a team that's when you have a team that's overbet, you know, don't want to do the things because they're all positive. You know, so it's you, no, know, you don't, no, want, to, you don't like, want to touch their title or anything like that. Okay, so I think I think we're good on that. So let's go to the next team, Milwaukee. You can Milwaukee. Milwaukee Bucks, thirty three wins last year. They. So if you wanted to go over, you could get 37 and a half. You wanted to go under, you could get 38 and a half. And this is challenging in the sense that the line might be moving. So if you can get it at that number, get it now. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like this would have been a, a lot harder before the Chris Middleton injury. Now they they don't have Chris Middleton. Now they're going to uh, uh, Michael the uh, Silence and Michael Beasley. Um, here's the thing. I mean, I like players on this team. I think Con Maker. You know, Regardless of his age, uh, might be really interesting. Uh, they have some pieces. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I really like Giannis. I really like Jabari Parker. Delvadova is a great fit for what they're doing. But they, you know, for reasons that were outside of their control for the most part because of how they had to spend money, you know, they had different priorities. They didn't really invest in swingman help, you know, at the two and the three. And then their second best guy at those positions got hurt and they have no backups. So taking, that's going to hurt them Who's taking... Who's taking the corner threes on this team? Shot Vaughn, probably, and that's scary too. He was one of the worst catch and shoot guys in the league last year. Him and, him, and, uh, him and Maddie. And if Maddie Maddie wasn't that I mean, he was on Cleveland, wasn't getting covered by anybody. He wasn't that great. So I mean I don't I mean it's rough. Again, this is an under for me and it's an but, easier but we both, under. We both like Jason Kidd as a coach though. Like there are reasons to be positive about this team long term, but it's just not now. Yeah, just not now. I mean, I think they have, like, I think Giannis could morph into a top five guy this year. But even given that, it's, it's a rough conference. It's up, like, we're at 38 and a half in a rougher conference. They don't have Middleton. They're having to, they're already having to, like, scramble on the roster, right? So, so we're kind of, like, we're sitting there going, like, eh. So, so I mean, it's, it, it, it's, like, it's, like, again, if you take a guy who has that many minutes out and you don't have the talent to replace him, Right, and you have to start scrambling before the season. Then it, that leads to me as an under, and this would be actually, hey, finally an under. Everything, everything for me has been an over. So under and play, right? Under and play for me as well. Uh, I, I, it's not all the way at like a hammer it, you know, like one of those because I'm such a believer in Giannis that there's a possibility he can carry them, but. It, I, I'm guessing I haven't worked all the way through prioritizing that it's one it's one of the ones that I'm more confident in than others, which is why I'm saying to play it, not to fade it. Well, here's the thing: is like Giannis can have all these seasons where like okay, so we get point Giannis, but who's he? Who is he? Who is he dishing off to to get like the buckets? 
Jabari, okay. I think, could have a nice year. Their centers are all all right. You know, we'll have to see how it works out. But if if they play Henson, I think Henson and Miles Plumley are both better fits with their starters than Monroe was because they can actually play defense. And then Monroe, if they use him as the like kind of the hub of the second unit, could work really well. Yeah, but they're they're missing a guy. No, oh, right? they're they're missing a couple of guys. I mean, they're they're not all the way there. And I actually think that. If you are willing to take the long view of the Bucks as a franchise, that having a real struggle year, like let's say they even like this, there's also a possibility that they tank. You know that if it's real bad for the first sixty games, because with Middleton, I think there was there was a timeline thing about you know like when when people worked it out, it was like that he'd be coming back in late March, and so it's like you know you could see a thing where in late March they're sitting there going, oh, we want to make sure you're a hundred percent. You know, we want to yeah, make just, sure that just... you're all the way there. So, yeah, just take a seat. Don't yeah. worry about it. And, and maybe and Giannis, you know, you've t- shouldered such a big load for this team. Just you, you can have you can have a month off too. And you know, that's what I think can happen. Where would you rank them in the central? I'd say they're probably the worst, but I could see them. You know, I could see them being better than that. But like, if we're going expected value, I'd say they're fifth. Yeah, I, I think they're fifth. I mean, I, and I think they're clearly fifth. The next central, I'm not going to give it away, but the next central team is 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 is, is a weird one, and we're going to argue a little bit about it. Yes, we are. But yeah, no, I think they're fifth, and I think they're they're, they're our first. Would you say they're our first tanking candidate? Yeah, I mean, there's an outside shot with the Knicks because they have a bunch of old guys. Like, I I would say basically anybody's a tanking candidate, but I would say they're the one where you could see them drop heavily below their expected value. You know, like I guess I if you want to call that tanking, then sure. I would say like no. I, I think the Sixers, the Sixers, the league won't let the Sixers tank. I think the Nets don't own their draft picks. And I think there's pressure on the Knicks to win some games and be competitive. So I, I would say that the Bucks are in a spot where, like, you know, they lost Middleton, so they might just say, you know what, we're we're not winning the division, we're not winning the conference, we we're, we're just going to do some things and, and maybe get a couple guys to help our young core. So I would say this is our first tanking game. Yeah. To me, they're our first game. Orlando Magic, thirty-five wins last year, and Vegas thinks they're good. Whoever the enthusiasts think they're going to be about the same. If you want to go over thirty-five and a half, you want to go under thirty-six and a half. And we got them projected at thirty-six. Uh, is the Nalan This I've is got a, at, this is a crazy good line. Like this is the type of line that's too good to bet. Yeah, I, I've got them. I've got them projected anywhere from thirty-two to thirty-eight. Uh, Nalan Kakos got them at thirty-six, and basically that's where they are. Um, um, there's a couple. Like, so did do you think the Magic got better in the offseason? Yes. Because they they have a defensive identity now. They also upgraded a coach. I think Vogel could be very good for them. So they have that, but it's not as clear cut. And there is some the term I've developed is disaster potential with this team. Oh. Like if it if it doesn't work, it could really not work. Be with with Aaron Gordon oh. playing the three, with Alfred Payton being their their one. You know all that kind of stuff. Wait, but it could you work. just man, Frank Vogel is one of those coaches that always makes the team better. And like it's really hard for me to think. That like a Frank Vogel team is going to win less than forty. I, I don't think there's any way that a Frank Vogel team with a level of talent and they also have. they also have good defensive bigs like Serge Ibaka, Bismack Biombo, depending on what they use in combination with Vooch. Like they'll they'll this, have some really good defensive lineups. Does this team does this team feel a little bit or a lot a, a lot of it like the Pacers? A little bit. They they they're like missing, it has a bunch of it, it's like it's like the Pacers big. if you took away all their guys who could create offense. So like if you it's had the Aaron, defense, yeah, could Aaron Gordon be Paul George? No. 
but he could be a good player. He's just not Paul George. He's he's a very different guy. But he's more he's more of a dependent offensive player than an independent offensive player. But he's good. Like I think he has potential because, to be a good player. Just be, just because we think we can't shoot, we don't. I mean, like he's really young. He might develop a jump shot. Yeah, so. But but it's more it's more creation off the dribble that I'm concerned about with him, especially if he's playing the three. Like if he has fours on him, then he can you know he can take them on a closeout. He actually did that pretty well in Team USA practices. But if he has a three, you know, like if he has Paul George or he has you know, whoever you can, you can name any number of threes. Like even if he has, even if he has auto Porter on him, like I don't think he's going to do a ton of creating there. He'll do some, but he'll, it'll hurt him a lot, but I'm still going, I'd still go over, but I definitely would fade it because the line is too good. There are, I would, I, would, I, I mean, there's a couple of things. The other thing is like, we don't know what, what age Ibaka actually is. Yep. That's, so that's a, that's it, a concern. Like, it, or Bismack Biombo for that matter. Or Bismack Biombo. It's like, and, and we say that like, so, both these guys, like, I, I do age curve analysis uh, for player performance, like, when they start to grade. And both these guys, like, uh, their age curve is looks like a player who's three or four years older than they actually, like, are listed at. So, I mean, like, there, there, there's there's some concern. I mean, they got the backups. I, I trust Frank Vogel. I agree with you. I would say over, but I would not play this. I would not even come close to this one. Yeah, and I also wouldn't touch wouldn't touch any of their other odds just because there's too much uncertainty. I mean, thirty three to one on the division is a little bit interesting because the top of this division just isn't that strong. But I mean, that's that's a pretty big bet with them because really you're saying then they can get to like forty five, and so you know maybe I'd throw a few on that. But the the issue with that is just that you don't have infinite money, and there are better bets on the board. Wow, I do think that thirty three to one for a Frank Vogel team to win a division is really interesting. Yeah, so I mean, gonna... especially if you don't love the Hawks or the Hornets, because this is a division that we'll we'll talk about it a lot later. But with with Chris Bosh, that it got a lot easier to win this division. I'll say I, I like thirty three to one for the division because again, it's a Frank Vogel team. It has some skill. It has. Would you skill rather? Would you? That is definitely the best bet for this team, though. So if you're an optimist on the Magic, that I think would be the best bet to make. I wouldn't do yeah, it, but. Uh, I'm basically saying I'm I'm basically saying I'm, I'm basically I'm willing to bet thirty three to one on Frank Vogel on a team that has Bismarck Biombo and Serge Ibaka, right, as his defensive anchors, being willing to being willing to win that division. It's the Southeast. It, I would argue the Southeast is probably the weakest division. So I'm saying Frank Vogel with two like wind protectors can and like and a couple an athletic freaking Aaron Gordon can can win that division. That's I think thirty three to one. Again, it's thirty-three to one. I think that's actually a pretty interesting bet. Now, I need to work out odds on that one, but I think that's probably—I mean, I'd give them a, at least a fifteen percent chance to win that division. Don't you think ten to fifteen? That seems fair. Sure. I mean, so I, I think the—I think the issue is I like that number because it's just way too low. Thirty-three to one is just way too low. Yeah, that—that's—it's—it's it's incongruous with the with the over/under and everything else. It's when you consider the strength of the division, the strength of the division, and the strength of the coach, and the the fact. I mean, again, we think that like. Vogel has rim protectors to set up his. He's got guys that can run his his defense. I think on the scene. Yeah, sure. They could be. They like they. I don't think they'll be a top five defense, but they certainly could. They could be, and they certainly could be a top ten. I do think they're going to be a pain in the ass for everybody to play this season. Is is is, is my opinion. And I will so I will tell you right now, they're probably going to be one of the teams I watch the least on league pass, except for when Hazoni is in because he's my boy. Yeah, because it's going to be it's going to be ugly basketball, but it's going to be effective basketball. Yeah. I agree with you. Washington Wizards won 41 games last year, and Vegas thinks they're going to... 
I keep on saying Vegas. They're going to think they're going to be about the same. If you want to go over, you could get 41 and a half. If you want to go under, you could go 43 and a half. Yeah, it, it's fine to say Vegas. It's an eponym for like for like for the, all of those things. Okay, I will keep using it then. The house. The house. Yeah, well, let's, let's use house. Vegas. I like it. Okay, so uh, the Wiz basically <laughs> now calculus is 41. Uh, I've got him anywhere from 36 to 42. It's it's a really kind of strange team. Like Nene's not there anymore. They still got their center. They got Wall. You know, it depends on what you think of Beal. Markeith Morris is going to be more involved with this team this year. Probably a lot more involved. They have your um, they have your best friend as their head coach now. Oh Scott, yeah, Scotty Brooks. Scotty's coaching that team. Um, so they improved the coaching. I mean, I think Scotty Brooks. Yeah. As much as we as much as we hate on Scotty Brooks, we think Scotty Brooks is better than uh, Randy Whitman, right? Absolutely. Like. Like there Especially like, at this point. Like, so I want to give Randy Whitman credit. For his first couple years in Washington, the Wizards played they played active defense. And they were actually probably better than their talent level defensively. But then he they started tuning him out and everything else got so bad that he was horrendous. I'm uh, and I'm trying to look I'm looking at this Washington roster and trying to figure out who the player on this roster that like Scotty Brooks is gonna play that he shouldn't. Like, Kendrick Perfect. Yeah, Perkins they don't they not- don't have Garrett Temple anymore. That's who it would have been. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's going to love Trey Burke. I, I don't know who it's going to be on on this year's team that that he really falls in love with. But it will happen. Maybe maybe so, M- Marcus Thornton. Yeah, it's like is Kendrick Perkins still? I mean, he's still bouncing around, right? Um, uh, I, th- I think he's probably done, but it's not official. Man, it's the under for this team. But I would. Uh, what do you think? I, I'm going to throw the ball to you because this is this one is confusing to me. I like the over, but I would fade it because. I think there's a very... So when you think about 41 wins last year for the Wizards, I think that was kind of the low watermark for them. Beal missed a bunch of time. They dealt with injuries in other positions. They got Markeith late in the year. They got him at the deadline, gave up a lottery pick for him, which I have my own beef with. But I think they're better with that. There are a lot of things that scare me about this team. I mean, their small forwards are Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre, and I do not believe in Kelly Oubre. But Wall is a very good player. Beal, you know, even if he plays 65 games, you know, he can be pretty good in those 65. And they have depth and they have have urgency, too. Like, I could see them giving up a lottery pick for a good player again this year. But at this point, like, if I'm playing playing season-long fantasy in basketball and you draft Bradley Beal, I'm laughing at you. Because it's like, this is who he is. Like, at this point, like, oh, he he never played the full season. He, He does seem to be somewhat fragile. Right, and and it's just you know features some guys you know they don't hold up as well in terms of the style, and that's just who they are. So I don't expect them to play uh, more. So I mean, like, mm, oh god, I mean, I would probably, I mean, I'm almost at the push. I would, I would, I would hesitantly say over, but I would fade it. Right, and, I, I'm not. I, go ahead. And this is a great example of why you know the difference in Orlando's line. So Orlando and Washington are in the same division. You know, I, I'd say Washington is better than Orlando, but not by a lot. Orlando's division odds were thirty-three to one. Washington's are are four and a half to one. Oh, don't no no. Actually, here's the thing. I I, I actually just while you were talking, I just changed my mind. I'm gonna go under on this team and fade it because here's the thing. I actually think that Orlando will finish higher than Washington. Interesting. I I disagree. I disagree with that, but I also think that it's close. You know, I I don't have a strong opinion on that. I just that's why I say over fade, but it's close. I mean, I think that, like, four to five at the rim, they will be defensively better. Like, Orlando will be defensively better than Washington, right? And, and I think, basically, it's, it, I think both these teams are, like, talent-wise, they're really close, and I think Orlando is better coached. 
for the modern game. I, it's not that I dislike Brooks. It's just I respect Vogel as defensive coach. And I think that, like, I mean, I would say, like, if I had to bet my life, I would probably pick Orlando or Washington. I, I'm going under, but I would not bet this at all. Yeah. I'm going to put a note that I, th- I think, I, because I, I want to check that. I think Orlando is better than Washington this year. Interesting. Okay, so let's move on to Chicago. This is this is I already know this is going to be one of our arguments. So Chicago won 42 games last year, just over 500. Also, just missed the playoffs. Vegas thinks they're going to be a little bit worse. So if you wanted to go over, you could get 38 and a half. If you wanted to go under, you could get 41 and a half. I, I will give you the opening salvo, except that I will say that I would go under. Okay, so Nile uh, Calculus is a 35. Uh, like my projections are anywhere from 48 to 50 on wow. this team. Like. Granted, I God, I, this is one of these things where I need to check. Like, did I did I accidentally blow somebody up or something? Like, you, you start while I double check this. So the, the the challenge with the Bulls is that they they have they're top heavy and their top doesn't make sense with each other. Though though Jimmy Butler is a very good player. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not Jimmy Butler. If Wade plays as well as he did last year, you know that's a notable positive. I like but don't love Nikola Mirotic after loving him as a prospect and early on in Europe. And so we'll see with all that. But one of the underrated things is, you know, they're they're deep at certain spots. Like if McDermott is coming off the bench, you know, McDermott's a, a decent enough player. But they don't have depth at the one. They don't really have, depending on how they're classifying Jimmy Butler, they don't have a ton of depth at the two outside of their stars. And you know Wade is going to be on one of those, you know, play him and then you sit him on the back-to-back or something like that or you give him limited minutes and all that kind of stuff. Hoiberg... It doesn't really make sense with this team. You know, like he, he can do certain things as a coach. I also think he's overrated. So this we're is... Also the, looking at, we're also looking at Dwayne Wade with the Chicago Bulls medical staff. Yeah, that's also true. And, and so I think that you could, like, you there are certainly reasons why you could believe in the over, especially because Jimmy Butler is a really good player. And, like, we just saw Indiana, Paul George, Paul George basically carried them to 45 wins. And the reason why the Bulls only won forty two is because he missed a bunch of time. So like you but could is Hoiberg, see it. is Hoiberg is so here's the thing. It's like I'm looking at it and like so one of the things and I and I didn't I was putting this together because it's early in the season. One of the things that happens with this team, and, and I knew this was gonna happen, is um there's a bunch of guys who are plus E V on this team in the same way, right? So Butler Rondo and Wade have redundant talent. They're like there are things. The things that Rondo is good at are not necessarily. They're not complementary to Butler, and they're not complementary to Wade, and vice versa. And they're so, not. So, and they're probably not going to stagger him, which is what they should do. Like when you have guys that are redundant in a way that isn't positive, what you do with that is you stagger it. And I don't think they're right, going to do that. I think they're going to start all three. So who's scoring on this team? I think Wade's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I, it's so weird because like when you have Rajon, yeah, if, if, when you if, have if, Rajon if, Rondo if, on your team. You feel like you the have, ball has to be in his hands. If you have Rondo and Wade, right? Rondo and Wade are on the court, right? And and Wade wants to basically either run the pick and roll or run at the basket. So what are you doing with John Rondo while he's doing that? You can't. You pray. Put him in the corner. <laughs> you can't put him. You can't put John Rondo in the corner to take jumpers. He has. He has to be above the key because basically, if he's you know if he's top of the key, then probably his guy can't crash the paint because that's just too far. You know, like that's too so far. I, to be. And it's the same thing. It's like so. Rondo's running it. Like is Wade, Wade sitting in the in the court. He can't make a corner jump shot. Like, I mean, he has a couple times in his career where he's been better. But like, the problem with this team is is like nobody can make the three of the of the top three guards. And like, what are you gonna have? If okay, so 
So I could totally see how you would scheme out that basically if, if two of those guys are on the court, you basically will leave the guy who's not on the ball, you leave him alone, right? Yeah, and you or have, them, you have, them, you have him. them help try to strip the ball and things like that. And also, when you have as many non-threats in terms of shooting range as they do, then those those drivers are going to be going through a thicket. And Wade will get some calls, Rondo will get some calls, but they won't get enough. You know, like those the, the less shooters you put around those guys, the lower their own value gets. Yeah, I mean, like it's one of those things where like I'm, I'm going to wildcat. Like my model really loves it. Uh, the highly plausible model, I think, is it's closer to being correct. And again, here's the thing: it's uh, caveat is, as I said, like I I can divide the guys' games up into like zones and like the zones. I know the zones are redundant. Like so, for a simple model, it kind of misses it. But if I was doing more complex, my complaint is, is like you're basically like it's like it, it's like basically if you draft six running backs on your fantasy team with like in the first six rounds, right for football. Well, you, your six running backs are going to be fantastic, but all your other positions are going to be hosed, right? And you're going to lose because you can only, you only have so many running back spots you can actually play. So it's the same thing here. It's like the skills are not redundant, and you don't have anybody to actually shoot the ball, right? So, so this is why, like, they were talking about trading, possibly trading Jimmy Butler when they started doing that. That might have made some sense if they got the right players back on this team. As much as I love Butler, if you're going to go Wade and Ron, though, I don't necessarily think that's the best fit. I still need somebody to like hit jump shots on this team. So I would at thirty eight and a half, I would go over, but I would fade it. I would go under fade. So I think we're pretty close on it. As the Bulls are a, a team that is heavily bet, their all their other think, odds are way too high, are way too rich. Like they're not, they're not good. Uh, actually, the the thing with the 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 uh, the under bet, like it might get interesting if it goes up a little more. But even though I like, I wouldn't touch it because like it's too fungible. I don't know exactly how that. Like some some weird voodoo could work, but I don't know it. Um, do you think the Bulls or the Bucks end up with a better record? Probably the Bulls, but I'm not. I wouldn't bet that if that were an option because it, I could see it going the other way. Because you know Giannis and and this Bulls season could really go off the rails and be one of those where it it just it becomes a disaster. You know the locker room gets really bad. You know like all that sort of stuff and. They don't have a ton of players where they, you know, have a long-term, you know, kind of investment in them where it's just like, you know, to, I could see it going sour. I guess that's a long-winded way of saying that. Do, so. you, do you think they're a tanking candidate? Uh, maybe. You know, like, I, I, I'd say that it's kind of like we could call it the Suns tanking model where it's like if things go really bad early due to an injury and then you, they're just sitting there like, well, why not? But they want to be players for free agency. They want to do all that kind of stuff. And if their brand gets hurt by tank by, by being bad, then that's going to make that a lot harder. What would you put the odds of Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo finishing the season in Chicago? Both of them. 75%. Because this is the Bulls. If it was another team, I would say differently, but they're not going to trade either one of them. The only thing would be a buyout, and I think that's unlikely. I would put it closer to 60. I, I do think, again, I think both are good players like again, the the only way this kind of works is one of them has to like find a jump jump, like a jumper, right? If if one of them can start hitting threes consistently, then yeah, this works. But like I haven't seen anything like we've always said, oh, if, if Rondo ever finds his jump shot, he never has. And like you know, Wade had it in just before that, like he best season, which is like just before they got LeBron. Um, but like he hasn't gotten that. And and, and again, the other thing is. Dwayne Wade, I said this, Dwayne Wade with the Chicago uh, medical staff. I don't, uh, yeah, I, it's a mess. I don't know if it's gonna, even going to be a watchable mess, so it's going to be kind of funky. Yeah, and they, they have a, a, just kind of a strange combination of players and everything else like that, so we'll have to see how it works out. 
Uh, ready to move on to Detroit? Yes, ready to move on to Detroit. Detroit Pistons won 44 games last year. Vegas thinks they're going to be a little bit better. The If you wanted to go over, you could get 45 and a half. If you wanted to go under, you could get 47 and a half. How strange is it that, like, I like some of the moves that they make, but, like, the highly, like, now in calculus and both my, both my, like, both of them have them uh, under uh, that uh, 47. And I actually think, I mean, as much as I like this team and I think they made some right moves, I think 48 is a bit too rich, don't you? I don't. Uh, well, so this is one where I think it could end up being one where, you know, it's right in that middle ground because there is a little bit of space at 46 and 47. I prefer the over to the under on the grounds that Stan Van Gundy's an awesome coach. He has players now that fit it. And part of what sabotaged them last year is that Steve Blake was just abysmal as their backup point guard. And I don't love his Smith. I don't, I don't love him at all, but he's better than that. And they got, you know, they got depth that is fine. So really, the way that thing they're worse than last year is if Reggie Jackson gets hurt. Maybe Drummond. You know too. what? You know what? What Ish Smith, Smith's best skill is passing, probably. Yeah, he makes he makes power forwards and uh, he makes power forwards better. Like basically, all the Sixers power forwards numbers went up, and Anthony Davis numbers went down. When they got like if you if you looked at with and without Ish Smith, it was it was kind of thing like you put him in there. The same thing the year before when Ish Smith was there, he was really good at getting those big guys the ball. So I do think that he's he's a really good player for the system. And they right? also get um, they also get a full off season with Tobias Harris and and, and all that kind of stuff. Marcus Morris. Who's making? He, go ahead. Who's making the threes? Who's making the threes on this team? <laughs> no one. But. That's 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 why I think forty eight is a little too rich for a Stan Van Gundy team with no shooters. That's that's but, my. Concern. I mean, they have some guys on the bench like John Lure can can do some stuff. I don't know exactly how they're going to use him. Maybe Marcus Morris can hit a few. I I, I don't know. I mean, there's always this feeling with Cantavius Caldwell Pope, who I really like in other ways, that he can eventually get there. So it's it's a strange circumstance. Like I understand there are a lot of there are a lot of underlying factors that make the under a smart bet, but I I know that. Betting against a Stan Van Gundy team when the line is set fairly doesn't seem like a good idea. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, he can go. He can go Boban crazy, which would be kind of fun. I think this is gonna be a fun team. I'm I'm under, and I think I'm gonna play it. Yeah, and, you know, and I, and I, think, I I disagree with it, but I can I can understand your rationale. It's like it's like how would you? I mean, like I'm basically I'm not ready to say the Pistons are gonna win 48, 49, or fifty games, which is basically what I'm like. I don't. They're not. They're they're going to be better. I think anywhere from forty four to like forty seven is is where I see them. Probably a little lower, maybe a little lower. I mean, I'm I'm a little higher on their bench guys, right? So I do think that like you know, if Stan does certain things, he can make it better. I just don't think he has enough shooters on this team, and that's like my concern. That's why I don't think they can win that many. They're also in a rough. I think the conference is pretty good too. I mean, so I mean, are they better than like the guys, the teams that we're going to discuss? Probably not. And I think that kind of plays into to my pick. Yeah, I, you said over, right? I said oh, I said over fade. Over fade. Do we like anybody on this team for? No, the rookie of the year is horrible. You know, Ellenson's not going to play at all. The one number I do like with them is their their division odds, twenty five. Like I wouldn't throw much on it, but you know, if you had a few, because if Cleveland doesn't really care, you know, there's it's an outside 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 chance. But if a team is twenty five to one, an outside 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 chance is okay. So you're saying Cleveland, you're saying the Pistons, I would basically, you're saying basically that the Pistons would win 50 games, 51 games, and Cleveland would win, win, win less than 50. 
Yeah, I or or maybe Detroit wins fifty two, fifty three, and Cleveland wins fifty one. You know, I don't I don't think it's the most likely thing, but at twenty five to one, so that twenty five to one is basically a four percent chance, right? Four percent chance. Like I liked it better last year. I, this year, I, I'm kind of hesitant on it. I mean, I'll put a note that you like the division. Yeah, I don't I don't love it. Like I don't. It's not one of my favorite things on the board, but it's like. Meh. You know, like there, because I, I just love things that have that kind of a high payout because that only requires a few teams messing up. You know, it's not like them winning the conference where they have to go through all these teams. You know what I'm saying? Like to win a division, you only really need to jump over a couple. And we've already talked about how Chicago and Milwaukee both have their flaws. You know, Indiana could have a good year, but maybe not. We're going to talk about them in a minute. So really, you're betting that you know Cleveland falls off for whatever reason, or most likely they just don't care, and and that's a possibility I mean, like- as well. I, th- I think the, I think the, you said overfade, right? I said overfade. Yeah, the only way that happens, and, and it's the way I lose my bet, which is what makes me nervous, is that like Boban gets eighteen hundred minutes a season. And Boban gets eighteen hundred. You like, love like, Boban. I, I love, and here's the thing. Well, he, but the thing with Boban is Boban's really a four, right? Which is so strange, but he is because he can. Actually, I was asking who can hit the. The, the the three Boban can actually kind of hit the three and hit the jump shot on this team. Well, and he can right? draw he can draw fouls and he's not as good at rim protection, so that actually does make some weird sense. So, so, so you think that like is Stan Van Gundy's idea that he's going to play Boban with Drummond? I think he's going to play Boban with Lore, but but you never well, know. No, because Bo, because Boban here's the thing: Bobans should be playing the four, not the five, right? So I want Boban paired with a rim protector, like and Boban's more offensively gifted. You could play him with like, Baines. That would be fun. Yeah. But Bates isn't a great with, rip protector. Why couldn't you play with Drummond? You could. I'm not saying you couldn't, but I, I don't think they will. Uh, it's it's uh again, I think I'm al- I'm almost tempted to fade it, but like I don't want to like basically fade everything. Um mm-hmm. I mean if I was okay, if I let me let me couch this. If I was making a play, I wouldn't bet this one. I'm gonna say basically I I would probably bet half my I wouldn't I bet I bet half the money on the on this one. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. You know, it's we're, we're you're saying I mean, player fade. I wouldn't touch it. I, I would say I'm gonna say play, but like Arturo would play half. Would play half. You're, uh, you're a lot bit. Okay, so let's go on to the Pacers. Pacers won 45 games last year. Vegas thinks they're about the same. Uh, actually, almost exactly the same. You could, if you want to go over, you could get 44 and a half. If you want to go under, you could get 46 and a half. I think we're both gonna agree on this one because uh, now calculus has it, has them at 43. And I've got him anywhere from 37 to 50. So I think I think Vogel's a really good coach. I think that they're going to miss him trying to shift the personnel to something else. They they they're, they're sorry. I, I, should, I should have let you finish your point. Yeah, the point is they're they're not going to be as good defensively. Uh, they're going to miss George Hill. Uh, they're going to miss. I mean, again, I like Miles Turner and everything. I think Paul George probably healthy, but I do think they're going to miss the defense. So I think this is for me this is an obvious under. It's, I think they're not going to be quite that good. So for me, it's an underfade for the specific reason that Paul George is good enough to do this. Because at the beginning of last year, I wasn't sure that he was 100%. You know, like he just kind of, I, I mean, he had played a little bit the year before, but with everything that happened, you know, I was just kind of, I, I thought that he wasn't all the way there. And Miles Turner, young rookie, got a lot, I think he's got a lot better. I was very impressed with him at Team USA. But the other reason why the under is a good bet here is that they're not, deep like they have some guys that can play outside of their starters but like they're not necessarily at the positions of huge importance so their backup yeah. ones are shaky they're you know they have Aaron and Brooks you- and their backup five is Al Jefferson who if you put him in their starting lineup their defense falls apart so basically uh, you, you're telling me that like a team with Jeff T, Bonte Ellis and Thad Young in their starting lineup and Al Jefferson 
and like well they're gonna start miles but if miles but if miles gets hurt they just they go bye-bye yeah but miles always gets hurt so like i mean based on based on that being coached by like millen who eh, he's not frank vogel i'm pretty comfortable with the under on this one there's there's, i think that's fair you know like what i'm saying is i'm I, I believe enough in Paul George. Honestly, this is really what it is. I believe enough in Paul George that I'm willing to push it down the list as opposed to how I feel. You know, like, if I were doing this purely on my instinct on this team, I would agree with you. But, again, what, when you have bets, you know, like, as long as you're not going to do the whole bet everything, you want to do the ones that you're most confident in. And I'm not most confident in this, though I do have confidence in it. So I'm under, I'm playing it. You're saying what? I'm saying under f- under fade. Oh no, not the over. Oh no, under fade. <laughs> under fade. Yeah, I mean, who do you think is better, the Pistons or the uh, Pacers? I think the Pistons are better, not by a ton, but I think the Pistons are better. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and Vegas thinks agrees with you too. Vegas thinks they're about a game better. I think both these teams are close. I would peg the Pistons at like forty four or forty five, more or less, like last year, and I would pe- I would peg the Pacers at like forty two, forty three, because again, I do think they're going to. There, there, there's this effect where, like, when you have a really good coach, particularly a good defensive coach, they do actually make a real difference, right? Because I don't, I don't know that their schemes are going to be as good next year, and I, I'm just basically kind of counting on that, right? I mean, there's, there's, a, it, it figured into my Orlando bet, and it figures here. And I do not like their division odds or anything like that. They're worse than the Pistons, and I don't see the upside necessarily with them that I do with the Pistons. It is possible, but the numbers are so much worse; it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do you do you do you like Paul George for the uh, uh, MVP? What What's the number? I'll I'll tell you off the top of my head. If it was twenty to one or worse, I would consider it. And if it were like forty to one or worse, I would definitely like it. Want to Want to guess what it what it's at? Uh fifteen to one. It's forty to one. Oof, yeah, that's that's not bad. I mean, the challenge with him is that you know I don't think the Pacers are going to be one of the top two to three teams in the East, but he could put up some numbers, kind of like an Anthony Davis MVP run, where you know Davis was considered for it. He didn't, you know, he didn't win, but he could get in the mix, and the MVP caliber could be a little bit lower. So, yeah, forty to one, I'd throw a little bit on that. That's I think yeah, that's Paul a good George, bet. Paul George could be a, a feel good uh, candidate. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think he has again, a media there. Media love him think, for that. I don't think Steph Curry is probably going to be the best player in the regular season. He's not going to win it. Westbrook always gets hurt for some significant portion and, and, of the season. And I, I think, think the Pacers could be better than the Thunder. You know, like there's a possibility of that. I don't know for sure. Like let's say, I think, let's I say think, the Pacers got the third or the fourth seed in the East, and Paul George is the league's leading scorer amongst the players on teams that good. Sure, I could see him being seriously in the mix. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't love it. Uh, yeah, I don't love it either, think, but it's good. I, I think I think it's good. I think I think I think forty to one is is is. I mean, I I see why you like it. I'm not a fan, but I see why you like it. Yeah, like if you threw ten bucks on that and then got four hundred out of it, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, it's probably like a hundred, but that's fine. So next, we're in the southeast now. Southeast Atlanta Hawks, a team that you and I have bet the over forever, and they won yeah. for, they won forty eight last year. Uh, Vegas justifiably thinks that they'll be worse this year. You could go if you want to go over, you could get forty three and a half. If you want to go under, you could get forty four and a half. Yeah, this isn't this kind of a bet on Dwight Howard, really? It's a bet on Budenholzer to me. You know, so like there there are a lot of red flags on this Hawks team. I mean, not only do you have the turmoil of losing one of your best players, but swapping Jeff Teague for Dennis Schroeder and not getting him a real backup because, you know, until Jared Jack gets back from his injury. Like, I would, 
This is a te- was... like this is the most terrifying over on the board in some ways for me because there are so many reasons for me to think that this could go badly, but there are also enough reasons to say positive that I, I, I that's why I fade the over. I would say I would say this um, a couple points like uh, Schroeder was arguably the better player overall than Teague last year, but he Bottom played against first. backups for the most part. Yeah, no, but no, he he played a lot in like critical spots. It's like he would lose his mind certain times in games, and that's why they would take him out. So just because as a young player, so I don't know that that's the big loss. I think the big question here is okay. So like, is Dwight Howard a better, worse, or same player as Al Horford? He's worse, but I think he's worse by a smaller degree than Vegas does. If, if Dwight is healthy, right, then Dwight is at a minimum the same player. I think. Yeah, I mean, Dwight's, defense, like Dwight's, Dwight's defense is underrated, and the Hawks have other sources of offensive production. Paul Millsap, yeah, Paul Millsap like, is awesome. Well, yeah, but the Hawks were also, like, the worst rebounding team in the league last year. Yeah, that's a huge change. Was you know, it, like, their, their, defense, it, their defense was great last year despite it. You know, like, in the second half, they had the best defense in the league. But They're, they're not, they're not going to be the worst rebounding team in the league, right? Absolutely they're, they're, not. They're not gonna, so they're going to be a better rebounding team. I think they're going to be, if Dwight is... You know, I, I'm kind of assuming that like the, the 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 there's enough Spurs mojo in that organization, and like the, I mean, I think the history kind of leads that on. They're not bad medically in taking care of the players. They they had that one season that was kind of like forgettable, but I mean, generally they they keep their players fairly healthy. So I do think that it's probably a good matchup. I don't know that having Dwight Howard in Atlanta is necessarily a good idea, right? That that's what would make me nervous and. Like anybody who's living in Atlanta would know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it's it's a city with a lot of distractions, and, and Dwight Howard is a player who's prone to distractions. So, I would okay. So, given that, and given that it's 43 and a half, and given that not only is at 43 and I'm above that, I would say over, but I would fade the hell out of it because if 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 Dwight Howard is focused and if Dwight Howard's back is healthy then this is a sure over. I would not be surprised if they go over. But I would also not be surprised if he basically only plays a 1,000 minutes and gets into trouble and just is a complete head case because he's just completely distracted. So given that, I would say over fade. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the same line. And their division odds are too, are, are too weak, you know, two to one. No, I, I'm not going to touch that. You know, you, you need... What about, their, what, about, what about their conference odds? They're not winning the East. I mean, probably not. I, I don't, especially in the playoff format. Like we've talked in prior years about how I, I just didn't like the Hawks in the playoff format, and they've gotten even weaker now in the sense that they have a lot more volatility and guys like Schroeder. So no, I don't like it. What about Dwight Howard, two hundred to one to win the MVP? Mm, God, two hundred to one. No, I mean he doesn't do it in the counting stats, and media members don't really like him, so I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that should. If be he failed. didn't win, if he didn't win one when he was awesome, he's not going to win one now. He could have a throwback. It's all like they went out, and I think the Hawks played it right, which is they were going to lose Horford. They paid the other guys, and they went out and got like they got the biggest lottery ticket they could get. Right? They they went out and got Howard, and I think you know I think there's because there's a world where Dwight Howard has a couple more years. The thing is, like, Howard is how old now? Dwight Howard will turn 31 early in this season. God, the problem is like, yeah, 31, 31-year-old 31 uh, centers uh, who are 6'11 and have back problems and rely on their athleticism, it can be a little risky. So I, as I said, I would go over, 
but I would fade the hell out of it because, again, even though the numbers kind of like it, I would. I know that my like I know that I didn't put an age curve in this, and if I, if I consider the age curve, then it's probably like that. Forty three is. Is, is, is right on the money. Who, who do you think is going to end up with a better record? Orlando, Washington, or Atlanta? Atlanta. But it could be it could be Washington. You know, I, I think I, I have, you, we've talked about this before, I have Washington over Orlando pretty seriously. But I think I think it's Atlanta, but I like Washington more than most. So, you know, let's say 65-35. You know, so 65 Atlanta, 35 Washington, 5 Orlando. They got oh Atlanta has Jared Jack as their backup guard oh yeah. another guy was going on. that's not ooh yeah that combination of Jared Jack and Dwight Howard are like in Atlanta makes me nervous Jared Jack's an old Georgia Tech guy that those guys are gonna get it it just sounds like guys who are just gonna get in trouble in that city so I, I as I said over fade the hell out of it like I would not be surprised if we were like oh we're crazy thinking the like when we when we review this oh yeah. the Hawks this could oh, be the disaster this could be the disaster year the year that we yeah. find out that they aren't Spurs East. Neither of us would be surprised if this is a lot season. Right. Right? Right. So, Neither... let, Boston, okay. your team, 48 wins okay. last year. They got Al Horford. Vegas is expect, expecting a slight upgrade over 50.5, under 51.5. Oh, well, and it's funny. Um, the the Nylon Cocktail has them at 51. <laughs> I'm a little rougher on them. I got them 43 to 35 to 46, actually. I got them lower than that. And I'm wondering if that's because, let's see. Um, I'll, walk, my... I'll, 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 I'll walk you through my thought process while you look at it. So I, I like the over, but I would fade it because 51's a lot of wins. You know, like that, that's, it's not a small number in any way, shape, or form. But Boston has the fundamentals for having a very good defense. I think you could argue, and I would argue, that they have better defensive foundation than the Hawks did last year. And the Hawks, you know, had that stretch with Al Horford as their center. We don't know exactly how they're going to structure their lineups. They have more offense than they did before. And, you know, they didn't stay super healthy last year. So, you know, I I feel like the 48 wins last year was a fair calibrator for it. They upgraded pretty significantly with Horford because they retained basically all their other guys. So that means they're deeper. And Olenek could have a good year. Amir Johnson being in a backup role could really help them. Isaiah Thomas doesn't have to shoulder a lot of the offensive load. So I fade the over, but, you know, there I can understand that there are reasons why people have been skeptical of the Celtics because they've outperformed their talent level each of the last couple of years. I, I think that there's going to be some, some fit issues and some rotation issues where they're always all over the team. So, I mean, they got Horford, who's a better player, but not necessarily a superstar. Right. So, I mean, it's really solid. It's really deep. But without that superstar, I mean, I think it's just who they are. I, I think that 50, like, I think, I believe that 46 to 51 window pretty solidly. So I would be under on this, but I would fade it. Yeah, that seems fair. And I will say that their uh, their division odds and all that kind of stuff are, are way too strong. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't really mess with that. Oh, by the way, um, did you say over or under? I said over fade. Oh, okay. What do you think of their conference odds? It's eight to one. Eight? Okay. I wouldn't touch yeah. it at eight. That that's yeah. that's too rich. Yeah. It's seven. To, that makes it more sense. It's seven to one and twenty-five to one to win the title. Okay. I would I I would be more interested in the twenty-five to one to win the title. Well, no, not really, because if they're getting into the finals against the. See, here's the thing. If there's a team like okay, so let's assume they beat the Cavs. If there's a team that matches up well, the that has enough defenders to actually go at the Warriors, 
it's the Celtics. They, they actually have enough guys to throw at the words and get into trouble, particularly at the rim. So, hmm, hmm. That 25 to 1 number would, as a Celtics fan, I'd like that 25 to 1 number. Right, and and I'm couching that as a Celtics fan. It's I would not, have it's not it's not out. horrible. I will say that for sure. It's not horrible, right? Because it, it's like, and again, I can always I can always <laughs> like 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 uh, like step out and do something else to to to, get, to cash that out. So I I like uh, I like twenty five to one for the Celtics to win the title. It's the best bet for them on the board, I think. Because again, it, it basically it's 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 something happens to LeBron. Right, which is maybe a twenty percent down. They get into a series against uh, against the Warriors, and we all know anything can happen in a series against the Warriors. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's less it's, le- it's less true this year than it was last year, though. Well, I mean, again, I, I do think that like the Celtics, we saw that. They yeah, they could, they could get they could give them a game. I mean, they get they played they, the, could, they played the Warriors tough both times, winning once, losing the other time, and I think it was double overtime. Yeah, they 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 have plus defenders on the wing that can throw it like every single one of those guys, which I think is kind of important if you're playing. Like they're, they're, the the Celtics' problem is like they're better they're better suited to play the Warriors than they are to play the uh, Cavs. Like they, but I think actually it's a little better this year because they actually have something at the rim. Like before, the problem was like the, the Cavs just basically attacked the rim, and they really didn't have a lot to stop them because they had like you know power forwards like playing center positions, which didn't work against the Cavs. Um, okay, so anything else you like about the Celtics? No, I mean I, I like their team. I don't I don't know if they give Coach of the Year odds, but Stevens would be a reasonable one for that. Uh, they do. Uh, I was actually gonna th- uh, thinking about that. So Coach of the Year, let me look at that real quick. Brad Stevens, uh, ten to one. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. But usually there's a team that blows through their that blows through their projections by more than that. So you know that ten to one's probably about right. I don't think I would throw much on that. Right, I agree with that. Okay, Charlotte Hornets, forty eight wins. Charlotte last, Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, forty eight wins last year. Vegas thinks they will be substantially worse. Lynn Sanity has left the building. If you want to go over, you can get it at forty and a half. If you want to go under, you can get it at forty two and a half. Do you want to go first? Because I have my opinion can be said very quickly. I'll ask you a question. Do you, like so? Why? And again, objectively, why would you think the the Charlotte Hornets are worse than they are were last? They, Who did they lose? They lost Lynn, which hurts. They lost right. Courtney Lee, which hurts. Well, that and, hurts. Yeah, I yeah, agree with that. But you know, other than that, they have a lot of things that are together, and they also, assuming he can actually play basketball, they they have Michael Kidd Gilchrist coming back, who is a very yeah. good defender. So I, I, I think here my, my my whole thing can be said in three words: hammer the over. I've said it last year. It was one of the best calls that I made all year. This team has a great coach. They have talent. And what's what's unusual about them is that other than Kemba, now that Jeremy Lin's gone, they can survive absences of basically everybody because Clifford's a good coach. And, you know, they have various guys that can kind of be knockoff versions of their own players. So, you know, if Marvin Williams is out, they can slide somebody in. You know, it won't be quite as good as Marvin Williams, but they can make it work. You know, they have... Just various guys. Like I feel like this team is going to win 45, 45 to forty eight wins this year. And so if you yeah, can get right. it at forty, if you could, if they can win it at forty one, like they, they they had a, a rough year. Like there were some reasons that you could say they had some disappointments last year, and they won forty eight. I think this and this line might actually go lower, uh, which would be really interesting. I oh, like the old. I'd love it even more. And again, it's like my the, the trick is I was really kind of like so uh, the the, the Nylon Caucus probably has. 
uh, more time with uh, on their minutes protection for Michael K. Gilchrist. I think that's kind of key. Um, it not is, only it is important like, because they don't, you know, as much as I said they can plug and play other guys, he brings something special to their team that they can't really get from someone else. Yeah, no, I agree with you in Heimer, the over on. I think, I think that over at 40 and a half, I think with their coaching, with the talent they have on the team, even though, like, I, I'm low, but I know why I'm low because I, the reason I'm low on this team is because, again, there's a couple guys that I don't know. I mean, if I get a full season of Batoon, if I get a full season of Michael Kikiltrist, then this is an obvious over. So and I think also, their, of- their division odds are ridiculous. Like, so I would say Charlotte's over in terms of pure, like, the thing that I think is most likely. Charlotte's over is my favorite bet in the Eastern Conference of these straight over-unders. Their division... No, their division, their division odds, odds are my favorite. Are my favorite of the division conference or title odds in the East. Yeah, thirty to one is ridiculous. It's completely and utterly ridiculous because I think they're probably. I would put them at thirty percent to win that division with absolutely like I wouldn't hesitate. Particularly now that like the Heat are like basically a non-factor. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, or or like, kind of so basically, so I would probably rank them. I mean, they're. I would say they're a little worse than. The Hawks, but like if they're healthy, they're probably better. Would you agree? It's it's close. You know, I would have them maybe you know like one maybe Atlanta forty percent and them at thirty five or something like that. Like it's that close. You know, like they're they're one A and one B, and if you can get one of them at thirty to one odds and the other one is at two to one, then it's a pretty easy choice. Do you like any of their uh, MVP odds? No, really, not even Kemba. No. They're, they don't have that guy that's going to do it. And I like Kemba, but he's not going to win MVP. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah he's, he's, he's too Lillardy to, like, yeah, no, I, I think we both like the over, and we both And would you uh, have Clifford, do you have Clifford's Coach of the Year odds? Because if that's at, like, oh, let's say 25 I, to 1 or worse, that's one I'd consider, too. But it's not as good as the division odds. The division odds on this are hilarious. Wow, Clifford is at 50 to 1 to win the uh, That's another. The that's year. another one I'd consider. Because yeah, what's, different, what's different about them is, yeah, you know, they're having it over that... The Vegas, the Vegas over-under line is a great approximation for just kind of what the general feeling around a team is. And so if people are that low on them, yeah. if they win 50, they're like, oh my god, look at this team, they won 50 games. So he's not the favorite because somebody's going to you know blow through their projections like Terry Stotts last year or even the Warriors just because the Warriors were insane. So like you get you get into those kind of circumstances, but... No, I, I agree. Be, I like, like, if you could bet on him having a top three finishing coach of the year, I would put serious money on that. I think fifty to one is great too. I think fifty to one for, for I agree with the Clifford at fifty to one to win Coach of the Year is is, is great. And I think like <laughs> I agree with you that hammer that over because again, even though my models a little, I know why my models a little low on them. They're well coached, and I think they'll probably exceed their numbers. And and again, it's down. I think if Michael Gilchrist can play. Like, if they don't hit it, it'll be because, like, it'll just be, you know, five guys got hurt on the team. You can't predict that. But, like, if I think that they're healthy, then, yeah, no, it's a great bet. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about it. Anything more before we go to Miami? No, I think uh, let's, go, let's get to the heat. <sighs> so, Miami, they won 48 games last year. They finished in that weird four-way tie with the other three teams we just talked about. But they're, they will look substantially different this year. If you want to go over, you can get it at 35 and a half. If you want to go under, 36 and a half. Well, this is a really interesting kind of play because here's a couple of things people have to consider. I think Vegas was always assuming that Chris Bosch wasn't going to play. Uh, so I, don't, I do think those odds are in line with that. Uh, I think the odds were moving, but that's more public money than anything else. Now I'm talking about him 36. I have him anywhere from like 37 to 40. Uh, but again, I'm making a go- 
I'm probably making. I'm assuming that Hassan Whiteside is going to play more than he has before, particularly because like Bosch is not going to be there, uh, which I think is probably different. Whiteside has been a better player than Bosch these last few seasons, and so if he's the starter as opposed to the guy coming off the bench, then that actually helps him. I think you're going to get a lot more Goran Dragic, Goran Whiteside uh, pick and roll. Actually, kind of, I, I do think that their team is kind of clearer now uh, in terms of who they are because it'll be Goran Whiteside. And they got guys around there that can actually shoot. So I, I kind of, and I like just swings a lot of a couple of the other guys. So I like the over for this team. You know, it's not that higher over than that 35 and a half number. Yeah, you know? on, on, on our old rubric, I would say this is a pretty clear stay away. And then I would lean towards the under. So that would be under fade on our current, on our current methodology. But I could easily see them going over. Dragic is due for a better year than he had with Wade. And I like Josh Richardson has an issue with his knee right now, but I like Tyler Johnson a lot as well. And he meshes well with Dragic. So they have that. But another, there are two other big things to consider with them. One is they're a lot more shallow than they've been at any time in the recent past. So that is a problem. They've shown an ability to go out and get guys. They have, they have, that, that, that's a fair point, but they're shallow, et cetera. They're shallow at the one, depending on how you're defining terms, you know, like after Dragic, because they have a lot of guys who can play, but not a lot of guys who can run the offense. And, like, Justice Winslow is going to be kind of hurt by that a little bit. I like Justice a lot. But the other thing that I wanted to mention with them is if things get bad, they're one of the yeah. most obvious tanking possibilities in the league because there's just so much uncertainty with this team. And if they can – they already proved that they were willing to do that to get the Justice Winslow yeah. pick, and it worked out as well as it possibly could have for them. You know, they got it. They fell just a little bit. They got a guy who's probably going to be a useful rotation piece for them for a long time. And I don't think they have any problem doing it again, especially when they have so much plausible deniability because of all the guys that are, you know, messed up with this team. Yeah, no, I, I thought the same thing. I basically, I consider them a very strong tanking candidate because, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they're not winning the division. They're not winning the conference, right? I think they're going to be, it's like, if they play, they can compete, right? They, they're well coached. They have talent. Uh, they have guys who can play, but they're strong. They can basically just kind of go, eh, you know what? You know, let's just, you know, let their, their, their Hassan Whiteside or Goran Dragic kind of like boo-boo away from going like, you know, eh, let's just like not, let's just not this season. And let's, let's get a good draft pick and like, and like, and just get ourselves to a better place. So I would, as I said, I like the over, but I would fade it. And I think you like the under, under would fade it. I think we're really close. I think it's it's basically just yeah, it's, kind of on when you're on the when you're on the borderline, you kind of teeter totter one way, I teeter totter the other. Yeah, no, I mean it's just you know we're kind of looking at it. I'm going a little more statistical based on what I'm seeing, and and, and again, I think they're you know the best case scenario for them, or like what I think should happen is they play white side more, and it's going on white side, and that actually worked uh, pretty well last year, and they you know they got wins a little more and got some guys, um, but. Again, strong tanking candidate. So I, I could they could basically just, just check out like twenty games in. So yeah, this I, is I, this is one that could be resolved. Like that could be by the All Star break. We're sitting there, and we we really know. Like what, what yeah, like well, we yeah, we'll, we'll know. Well, I think we'll know. I mean, I don't think this is. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. But I think that one. Yeah, we'll know. Okay, Toronto. Toronto's they won, fun. They, they won fifty six last year. And that was certainly the high water mark for them in, in many, many different ways. They made the conference finals, lost to Miami. Vegas thinks they got worse. Uh, if you want to go over, you could get 50 and a half. If you want to go under, you could get 51 and a half. So 51 is the dividing line. Uh, they played like crap after the All-Star break. Like utter 
crap. They're five. They're basically a 500 team after after the All Star break. Mountain Calculus has them at 52 wins. I have them anywhere from like 41, which is the uh, the post All Star break model, and like all the way to 50. It comes down to this. I, I don't think I, I think Demar Derozan had a career year last year, right? I don't think the, the numbers in the history suggest that that's not going to be the case this year. It doesn't mean he's not. He's a bad player. Uh, it means he's an okay player who had a career season and got paid like a star, which could be a problem down the road for this team. Uh, but that's a separate discussion. I, I do think that, you know, you know, Damari uh, Carroll's going to come back, and I think that's going to help them a bit. Um, they're kind of a bit confusing in terms of their roster. You know, again, we're talking about are they a team that's going to go and win 55 games? No. I mean, I like – here's the thing. I like them kind of where Vegas has them, right? So It's, it's Vegas a, good, it's a like, good number. Like, I, I, I would fade the over just because they're – you know, if you're thinking of the universe of potential outcomes, I think they're a little bit more on the side of 51 plus than on the side of 51 minus. But it's not that different. It's, you know – 55-45 or something like that, but I, always, I like the over. There's always a possibility, and the probably like you know, they're, they're you know, Masai Dury like will trade for Boogie, you know, or that one of their best guys gets hurt. I mean, I love Corey Joseph, but if Kyle Lowry misses 20 games, they're not going to win. They're not going to win 55. Right, and uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's 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 a little bit. As I said, I think Vegas nailed that over under, and I would like, even though I like the under a little bit because I do think there's going to be some regression. Same thing as Vegas does. I would wait. Uh, one note is the action is on the over right now, so that line is moving up. So if you like the under, wait until it gets like 52 and a half or maybe 53. At that point, you start getting into like, oh, this is much nicer. Well, yeah. it is now. Th- th- then I w- I, that's about where I would start to reconsider it. But right now, at this number, I'm, I'm okay going over. Yeah. No, I think right now on this, we're going. We're both going like, eh, no. But like, if it starts going like higher, then we consider it. And, it, and the action is moving it up. So do you do you like the MVP odds or like the coaching? No, no, right? No, don't like any of that kind of stuff. When a team is when a team is has positive feelings, that's when you don't want to go for that sort of a thing. And Lowry, you know, he's a fringe MVP candidate just because he's so talented. But I don't expect it to happen because you know he he he's had some good years already and he didn't even sniff it. So it's hard to expect. Toronto, that. Toronto at fifty six to one to win the title. Nope. Yeah, no, I know. Mean, like no. Because they would have to, like, because they're not the favorites. Like, So let's say it was a Toronto Clippers final. Assuming both teams are healthy, I would pick the Clippers in that. And I would, the, you know, the Clippers are definitely not the best team in the Western Conference. It, like, it's the same problem that they have. Like, it's like in crunch time in the playoffs, like, who's scoring on this team? That's that's the problem. Like, they don't have the one guy who can basically impose his will, which is why I mentioned the boogie thing. Like, where this might be a good situation for them. Yeah, but, and, and my pet theory is that I think they would have a lot of trouble with the Celtics as presently constructed in the playoff series because the Celtics have a lot of perimeter defenders. And, yes. and so I, th- I think they would have a lot of trouble with that. So title odds, you know, they, they're they're a team that I think underperforms their record in the playoffs just because of the guys they have. And that's going to become even more true because some of the teams around them have gotten more capable of handling the Raptors. So, you know, they're, they're going to have they a good also, year. Like, I, I think that when yeah, I'm, you know, when, also, I, when I say what I do about the Raptors, some people are like, oh, you hate the Raptors and all stuff. It's like, no. 50, you know, if I said they, you know, fade the over, if they get 52 wins, you know, make the second or third round of the playoffs, that's a pretty good year. You know, there's, there's yeah, no there's, shame in that. Who was, who was their most valuable player in that playoff run last year for, for the Raptors? The whole thing? 
Mm, again, because Lowry was Lowry was terrible for a lot of it. Nah. That's true. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Biombo. They, they they don't get those. His, de- his defense was phenomenal. I mean, his offense is limited, but they didn't need offense from him. So yeah, I, I'd say you could go Biombo or Lowry. Yeah. In, in the series, and you mentioned the series against the Celtics. It's like okay, so they they would miss the hell because they're throwing Jonas Valanciunas and Lucas Nogueira at Horford. That's problematic. Yes, right. Which is like Jonas. That's that's. Like never mind the fact, like oh, that's who who are we covering LeBron with? So LeBron and Kevin Love again covered by Pat Patterson. Well, they probably Jared put Demar. They put Demar Carroll on him. Okay, so who's covering Love? Yeah, somebody who's somebody who's not adept at it. It's like it's, it's Tristan. Okay, fine, you're covering. It's like what are you doing with Tristan? It's it's, well, it's and, yeah, and I, I it yeah, it's it's not a good circumstance. You know, the Cavs are a terrible matchup for the Raptors. Have been, will be, just a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, as I said, they, they kind of and I keep expecting Masai to the Ian should make a trade at some point. Right? I think that Well that's... we we've i I've said for a long time that they that one of the biggest things that hurt them was just how well they did. Because that yeah. took away the ability to really overhaul the roster. So they're 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 stuck where they are, but they're stuck in a, a reasonable place, so I'm not gonna knock it. Yeah, it's not about it's not about it's not a bad place to be. They get but I mean the problem is the matchups for them don't break their way in the East right now, and that's 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 a bit problematic. And they wouldn't break their way if they were in the West either. You know, it's just kind of it, I, that's why I say they underperform their record in the playoffs. They're one of those teams, and the Hawks have been there for a couple of years as well. The Raptors' problem is going to continue to be they don't have anybody who can impose their will offensively in a play in a playoff game. Yeah, Go. it's a big problem, especially against talented opponents. You know, like that. Like we yeah. saw that with with. DeMar DeRozan last year when he faced Paul George, when he faced Justice Wint, you know, like who, whoever they threw at him, he he had a little bit of struggle there. And so let's go to Cleveland, a team that can outperform their record in the playoffs if they end up having a bad one. They won 57 last year in the championship. They're, they're, if you want to go over, you could get it at 55.5. If you want to go under, you could get it at 57.5. Yeah. It, this line is pretty well said, I think. Uh, now I've got that sense 55. I have anywhere from 50 to 56. You know, Kyrie's going to be healthy this year, which is a plus. Well, um, he'll start. Let's say he'll start the season healthy. He'll, yeah. Okay, that's that's a good point. You know, I, again, they're they're who they are. I I think they're. I would be willing to say that this team is less deep than they were last year. Would you agree with that? Sure. They lost Delhi. They lost Mozgov as much as they weren't important. Well, I mean, Delhi was very important because Delhi held yeah, the above important. water. And not only that, but they lost Mo Williams. So as of right now, as of when we're recording this, you know, Kay Felder is presumably their backup one. They'll yeah. they'll, LeBron, they'll sign a former LeBron teammate off the scrap heap at some point, but they haven't yet. Yeah, the the best uh, lineups for Love and LeBron featured uh, Maddie, not uh, Kyrie last year. Kyrie's good off the ball, but also because I think just that some of that was the timeline that I think they had a pretty weak schedule at the beginning of the year, and they were beating some of those teams, but. You know, Kyrie, I mean, I, I, I argue, Kyrie's I argue, like, in this weird place because he had some fantastic moments in the finals, and he is a very talented player. Like his ceiling is ridiculous, but his floor the best, is the a best lot point lower guard. than people think. Who's the best point guard on the Cavs? Right now, it's Kyrie. Well, Kyrie's the only point guard on the Cavs. Do you mean last year? It's it's, it's LeBron James. Oh yeah, yeah, that gets into all that nuancey stuff. LeBron is the best creator on their team. Yeah, who's, who's the guy? Like, who's the guy, guy? Like running the offense? Who's the second best guy on that team on running the offense? It's not Kyrie. Like Kyrie's like again. I think Kyrie's Kyrie's more to me a guy like Dwayne Wade in the sense that like I would rather have him either playing off the ball or being the secondary guy or shooting in the corner where he's really great 
or like running off action, not necessarily driving the ball and passing, because that's not his demonstrated strength. Right? Yeah, that's, why, Lebr- that's why LeBron is the best thing that ever happened to him, because now right. he gets he gets to be the best. He gets to be like not the best because there's another team that has a better second best player, but he gets to be the best version of himself. That's a better way of putting it. Right. The problem is like. So you don't want to play LeBron every single minute. And the problem is like, so So basically, I would say that for Cleveland, based on that, based on the fact that I think they're going to rest players, based on the fact that I don't think they're going to get any serious competition in their division, and based on the fact that, like, like you know, they might not, they, they, they might not need to win that. They might not care about getting the one seed. They might not need to win that many games to win the one seed in the East. I'm going to go with the under here. Because I, I think that, like, particularly at 57 and a half, I, I don't know why. They, I, why would this, the Cavs want to win fifty-seven and a half? They're not getting the one seed in the in the, in the finals. So, so, the, getting... so, so the reason the reason that they could win that many. So I'm going under fade. The reason why they could is because they their talent level is a lot better than the other teams. So they can win games even if they're not trying hundred percent, and they should be able to rest their guys. Like they should be able to beat the middle teams in the East going away. So in those games, they think... can get plenty of rest. I think the middle of the the East has gotten better. Like basically, the East was as good as it has been in the last thirty five years. I, I agree like, with that, and still think the Cavs can beat year. them going away. And and I think and I think the the Cavs. I think the East is better this year, and I think the Cavs are less deep, and they're less deep in ways that are going to hurt them because they're not gonna, they're not going to like LeBron's going to take like five games off at some point to go like get medical treatment or like you know whatever potion he's getting to get feel better. They're they're not going to want to play him that 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 many games. They're they're going to blow, blow games just because they're just not going to care. Because I think I think fifty one probably wins the central, right? Uh, and, and and I mean, would you disagree with that? I think fifty one games wins the central. I, I think fifty one games wins the central, and and also you know I don't think the, the one thing the one thing that affects the number one seed possibility and why you know it could get close to the over is that while I don't think they fear the Raptors at all. If the Celtics look a lot better with Al Horford, then maybe they're going to be saying they're going. Oh well, this is a little bit different. I still think they're going to have that swagger that if you know, let's say Boston ends the season with fifty-five, that they're not going to be saying they're going. Oh, we can't finish with less than that. But it, it, it's a little uh, bit of a different possibility. You're still talking about a team that features. So here's their starting lineup for the Cavs: Kyrie Irving gets hurt, Iman Shumpert gets hurt, LeBron James. I think they're not going to go full speed with LeBron James in the regular season. Kevin Love gets hurt. Tristan Thompson's a workhorse, but you got four guys in that in that lineup that I don't think are going to play like a like a ton of minutes. And look at the guys who are backing him up. It's like Chris Anderson, Channing Frye, Mike Dunleavy. Chris Anderson is your is your second guy at center. Like Chris, Chris Anderson. Well, no, Channing, be, Channing Frye is going to be the backup center. Okay, so your backup four and five for Kevin Love is Channing Frye, who's like a million years old, and Chris Anderson, who basically couldn't move in Miami, and then Mike Dunleavy is your backup. Like small forward and Richard Jefferson. I mean, I, I I do think that there's some serious depth issues on this team. There are, and I, and I think I think under is a really good play because I just again I think one like once you get away from their like their top five is amazing. It's going to be amazing in the playoffs. Like after you get out of their top five, okay. So after you get how many guys on the on the on the Cavs right after the top five would make this first. Well, the Spurs got a lot weaker now with like Livio, John Charles, and those kind of guys. But but your 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 point is well taken. You know, there probably be there be a few. You know, the bottom guys. I think McCray is good enough to make the Spurs. You know, like those kind of guys. But yeah, I mean, 
they have a lot of these low. The other big problem with with Cleveland's bench is they're low upside guys. You know, it's not what like I, James Jones. James Jones isn't a bad basketball player, but you're not sitting there going, "Oh my God, look at what we found in James Jones." The key for like here's the, the key. The key to this argument is to win 58 games in the NBA. 58 winning 58 games in the NBA is not about your top three, top five guys, right? It's about your bench. It's about the guys who are going to be playing like on back to backs. And on like like these plan losses that the leagues throws your way, right? When you're on the road and a long road trip and people are banged up. And I don't think the Cavs like once you get like once you get into the second unit for the Cavs, it's not a very good team. It's 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 not a it's a bad second unit. So I do think that they're I mean, like when they want to win a game, they're going to win a game. But I think they're going to kind of hold their shot. And keep in mind, like LeBron's like LeBron's made what, seven straight finals at this point? It, no, I think it's six because he made it was it was four with he was only in Miami for four years and then two with. This is something that not I think I don't think anybody well, seven would be I gotta check but I think Russell would be the one like nobody's really done that and like it's a freaking grind so I think that if I'm the Cavs I am controlling his minutes and I am keeping that and the problem like if you're controlling his minutes and you're and you're measuring it so that you know obviously you're ready for the playoffs I think this is gonna be more like the season where like the Celtics I'm thinking of that Celtics season where they won like. 2010 when they won like 48, 49. I forget what the number it was exactly, but I think it's going to be like that. Where like they're going to be good, they're, they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs, right? They're, they're going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to be anywhere one, two, three. I don't think they're going to care that much. But I think like they're going to be nights when like when like the big guys aren't playing, where like they're just not going to be good enough to win, beat the other team, right? Because the other teams are also going to be coming at them. So I do think. It's an under, and it's a very obvious under. That 58 number is just, that 57 and a half number is just, it's just, it's just high. It's just really high. It is It is really high. And one other, I'm guessing LeBron's MVP odds are really high. And even though I think there, there are a lot of good reasons why he could win it, like that, I, I probably wouldn't bet that, I'm guessing. I mean, simple question. They won 57 games last year. Do you think this version of the Cavs will be, is better than the team that they had last year? If they stayed pretty healthy, sure, because Kyrie missed a bunch of time at the start of the year, and Tristan Thompson didn't start until later in the year. He did a very good job. So that that yeah, kind but, of a thing. But everybody after, if, if you take out the top five, everybody after that is worse. Yeah, I, I completely well, understand that. But six to fifteen is is is, is, is significantly worse than they, than, than they were last year. Um, well, and, 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 and I mean, while we all expect Jr. to come back, it hasn't actually happened yet. So that's it that's hasn't another, actually happened. So yeah. I can see LeBron it. is six to one. LeBron is six to one to win the to win the uh, the MVP. Six to one's not terrible. Uh, I'd consider it, but I don't think I'd bet it. Yeah, I think wouldn't it be wouldn't be wouldn't it make him the winningest MVP of all time? I think it, this one would. I, I think, think this would. T- I think this would tie him, but I'm not sure. That's not a piece of yeah. knowledge that I'm super strong on. I don't know that he's going to play enough minutes. Not. I don't think this is the year. I, I, I think, like, if he's going to win one more, it's going to be one where, like, you know, he, he has, like, one of these play, fading glories. See, I think like, this is his shot because this is the year where they won't want to vote for any of the Warriors, and a lot of the other tops teams in, in the East and West don't really have the guys. So I think I've said this I've said this on a few podcasts, maybe even on Real GM Radio, but one of my operating theories for the MVP is that he can get the karmic retribution for the Derrick Rose year, which is in the Derrick Rose MVP year, LeBron was the deserving MVP and didn't win it because of media narrative. This year, maybe LeBron isn't the deserving MVP, but wins it because of media narrative. Yeah, he could win. He basically could. He needs to, if he plays, he would have to play something like 2,500 minutes 
And if he plays 2,500 minutes, he wins it. He wins a 3-1 MVP. That's what he's he's winning a comeback MVP. Yeah, for, that's for really what it is. And but, I could totally see like if it's him and let's say Kawhi has a year that's similar to last year, and Kawhi is the best it, guy outside of Durant and Curry. Yeah, if but LeBron been, has a good year. He, I, I, if LeBron has a good year, he wins. He's been doing the same thing that like Wade does, where like he rests and then he goes to like you know I, I don't. I don't, but I, I don't think they'll hold that as much against him as they would for somebody else, considering everything that happens. Because they're like, oh, well, he could have played more and he chose not to, so they'll be like, well, he's still I, valuable. I think, given that I think that they're not going to win as many games as they won last year, and given the fact that I don't think he's going to play as many minutes, then I wouldn't put him in the MVP competition. That, that's that's my thing. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and I mean, I mean, do you think do you think six to one is a good bet for him? I think that's a fair number for him, and. I, I probably wouldn't throw anything on it, but I do think that he has a very good chance. Okay, so I did play under play, and you went under fade. Yes. So, and I basically went out of fifteen teams in the East. I am playing one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, I'm playing eight, and you're only betting on four out of the fifteen. But I really like those four. <laughs> yeah. So you got the Brooklyn over, the the Knicks over, the Bucks under, and the Heat over. The, no, the Charlotte over. Sorry, the Charlotte over, and that's it. That sounds right. And I agree with it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm, I'm I'm with you on all those plays. So we like the the plays that we that you're playing are plays that I like too, which is like Brooklyn over, Knicks under. It's, Knicks, that, Knicks I'm, over. it's that I'm more conservative than you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think that there's you know you you, you got to risk some to win some, right? So yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited already to do the West. Perfect. Yeah. Great to be on. Thanks again to Arturo Galetti for taking the time. You can read him at basketballnumbers.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Arturo Galetti. That's A-R-T-U-R-O-G-A-L-L-E-T-T-I. And as we openly talked about at the end of this, we already actually recorded the Western Conference over-unders, but I want to give them each some time to breathe, especially because they're each, I think when they're edited, they're going to be about an hour and a half each, and so don't don't really need to put that much out now and spread it out a little bit more as we're in this downtime when the preseason begins so you can look for that the current estimate is maybe sunday night maybe monday depending on when i get it edited and everything else so it was a lot of fun to when you don't go to geico.com car insurance can be confusing like swedish techno confusing bark bark meow meow dance with me purple cow bark bark meow meow Ooh, you lovely cow Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. It's time to stock the pantry and save big this week during the Stock Up Sale at Randall's. Enjoy aisle after aisle of amazing savings on everything you need. Plus, don't forget to collect your stamps for free Farberware pots and pans. Use your Remarkable card and get Signature Farms Whole Fryers. Buy one, get one free. And General Mills Original Cheerios or Tricks or Organic Farm Cereals. One sixty-nine each when you buy three or more. You're going to love the stock up sale. Randall's, proudly serving Texas families since 1966. Do both of these in the East is a particularly compelling one. And he joked with me that uh, there were a lot that I he wasn't super comfortable betting and there's a very specific reason for that and it's because the east is very uncertain to me and it's fun you know it's fun to have that sort of thing but it is a little bit of of a concern if you want to think about it from that standpoint because i am conservative with things like bets just because i don't even though i don't actually do it it's a little bit funny so hopefully you enjoyed that if you have any feedback 
good, bad, or indifferent, you can reach out to me at Danny LaRue, D-A-N-N-Y-L-E-R-O-U-X, or Danny LaRue NBA at gmail.com. Everybody's become very comfortable with that, which is a great thing. I, I, I always promise that I read everything and I respond to what I can. That is still the truth. That will be the truth as long as I have control over it. And so anything that you put in there, and there are a series of things you can do if you if you support the show and you like the show, can subscribe to it using whatever player you enjoy. Also, leaving a rating and a review is is absolutely huge, and downloading every episode, because even if you subscribe, just to make sure that you do it, because those things really do matter, even on a weekly show like this, to for sponsors and everything like that, and that ties in with the other important thing you can do, and that is you can patronize Blue Apron, which is a fantastic service. I, I believe in it. You know, I, I sell, I have it on the show. I'm excited for it because it is something that I can sell because I heartily enjoy it. And so you go to blueapron.com slash real GM, and you can get three meals for free, including free shipping. So you can check it out. And if you go there through that link, they, it will tell you that it came from us, which I really do appreciate. And it's a nice little referral and that will tell them to do more business with us and hopefully to tell other sponsors as well. And I'm also thrilled to be a part of the CLNS radio family. You can use the CLNS radio app if you want to listen to this or any of their other great podcasts. And it it really has been fun to be with them. I've been, you know, I've known some people in that circle for a long time. And so to be a part of the CLNS family is absolutely wonderful. So you can check those out as well especially if you're in the Boston area, but not exclusively if you're in the Boston area. They have a lot of other good content as well. So thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything.